the Nikki Burns Show with Jenny Green. The Nikki Burns Show with Jenny Green. Yeah. 2FM. The Big Bang Theory, Sir Stephen Hawking, the dark side of the moon. Science is just getting cooler. Now, we might not all be the next uh, Elon Musk but it is good to keep an eye on all the breaking science news around the world joining us now is Dr. Neve Shaw engineer scientist explorer of all things space and all around legend Neve. good morning good how are morning you good morning to you Jenny first time you? we've had you in all years yeah. so it's a bit late but I'll say happy new year happy new year to you too indeed, now, indeed. let's start with something um, really easy to fix let's start with global warming uh, talk to us about <laughs> talk to us about meat consumption and our western diet this is kind of very oh, yeah. topical at the moment yeah. and I know you know obviously it affects a lot of people it's certainly parts of this will affect farmers and various things yeah, as well so I am yeah. aware of that too so tell us what we do know Okay what we do know is so so basically the, these all kind of come to light after the World Economic Forum which took place last year so that's a global gathering where they um, you know uh, governments and lots of wealthy people sit together and, and try to figure out the, the major problems of the world and they're usually based on the United Nations Sustainable Goals and the United Nations Sustainable Goals is about that everyone um, should have a a diet that has been sustainably created and that we end hunger and everybody's diet is good. So one of the things that have come out of that is in terms of global warming is they're suggesting that we would have to uh, reduce our meat consumption by 90% in order to meet the the drive for increased population. So say in the next 50 years there, they are predicting that world population will be 20 billion. So there may not be enough food, there may not be enough water, there may not be enough energy. So what can we do about it? But not only that, it's all in the news at the moment that cattle and um, the agriculture market have been contributing a lot to methane and nitrous oxide. Now that's purely because they are being pushed to uh, rear more animals in order for us to, for them to meet the demand of meat. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. So I wouldn't really blame the farmers. I would say they're being pushed into a corner. So now what they're saying is we need to have a diet where 50% of it is fruit and vegetables. That really our daily intake of meat should be one sausage. And it also has knock-on effects with the dairy industry as well that we we should really only be drinking one glass of milk. And if that was the case, then all the travelling of, of of food around the world would be would be bringing down their carbon footprint and also the major methane-forming uh, animals and uh, and businesses would be cut down as well. Does it look like this is something that will be enforced in any way? Because it's all well and good, you know. You find yourself, and we're all kind of guilty of it. You, you know, even let's say when it comes to recycling something, you're like, I'm killing myself recycling these things but if my neighbour isn't why am I bothering and and you never know the same could apply someone goes I'm going to cut my meat right down but I know everybody else on my road isn't so yeah. it's kind of like unless everybody does something, yeah. are we going to be able to make an actual difference? Exactly. So it has to come from the top. So you have people who are already conscious, consciously aware, which is great. But exactly, if there isn't this collective will, then then it can't happen. But the whole the problem is is that we need to start from you know this this whole new campaign initiative has to have a beginning, middle, and an end. So it needs to have a fifty year plan. Mm. But at the moment, the way we live, uh, you know, in many countries, each government has a very short term plan so so you have to kind of get together and really think about a long term plan and really make it really clear what people concerned citizens can do and how they are making a change so people going around with keep cups are fine but if does that really impact the long term problem we have with say plastics or anything I, I doubt it so it's about everybody feeding into a process where everybody understands the process and, and can do it so this is one major change that may come about 
Is there any other way we can package certain things without using plastic? Like yeah. I'm just trying to think, you know, obviously when it comes to food and things like that, that's that's one thing. But then if you were to take even, you know, shampoo and things like that, I mean, and then if you're talking about putting it in a plastic bag, sure, that's just as bad exactly, as well. Yeah. So it's like, how do we do these things? Will there be a case maybe in, you know, well, however long down the line where we're going into supermarkets with all our containers and we're filling up from dispensers and maybe that's kind of I don't know is that that's happening there is a, a shop in New York that they're doing that for all of your um, you know for all of your 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 goods you know your sanitary goods like yeah. your shampoos and stuff you go in and you buy a bottle and you can refill them and okay. in New Zealand there's a shop that's opened up where all of the all of the vegetables are unpackaged and they're just on they're just like hanging on the aisles and you just pick them we're going back to the way we used to shop in the 70s you know before before there was plastic and and, and interestingly about plastic I was just saying to you mm. off air is that plastic was supposed to be the replacement for anything that would break it was supposed to be you would buy one set of cutlery one set of plates and they would do you for the rest of your life well that kind of yeah you know but economically what happened was they realized that there was a there was a way of making loads of money with a cheap product and that's the problem it's been driven greed is everything greed and consumerism Uh, staying with food how did china's plan to grow things in the moon how did that go yeah well this was a beautiful experiment which was um they put out a call uh before they before the lander went on the the dark side of the moon to chinese um school kids and they wanted there to be um, an experiment where they could see if they could grow cotton plants, potatoes, uh, rapeseed um, and other and other plants. And they did that. And the first one that was shown to sprout was the cotton plant. So up on the on the dark side of the moon in one of the craters, they have this canister. But the problem is, is that the dark side of the moon is very, very cold. So just one night after it's sprouting, it it died because it had to cope with a temperature of minus 52 degrees centigrade because there was no heater in the canister. So that's the end of that, really. So but they maybe they'll put, a, they'll put a heater in a canister the next time. they Yeah, think. Maybe I suppose that's it. You never get it right first time yeah, but anyway. Yeah, it sprouted and that's great. So yeah. it survived 200 hours, 221 hours in space. So, so it's a good, good. sign. It's, it's a, a positive sign. sign. Yeah, it's a great sign. Now it's all on, a result. On to my favourite, uh, the CERN Collider, oh, not the Colander as I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get that out of my head. I just see Colander. Colander. The yeah. CERN Collider in Geneva is getting a bit of a revamp. Uh, tell us a little bit more about this one. Yeah, so so the colliders are huge um, pieces of instrumentation. The current one that's in CERN, which is a centre in Switzerland. It's a European um, research centre where countries from all over Europe um, what they do is they get to study um, how the universe began by smashing particles together. And they have had a really good and efficient um, collider that they've been working on called the Large Hadron Collider, which is 27 kilometres in diameter, which goes under Italy and Switzerland and a bit of France. Is it safe? Um, yeah, it is safe. Yeah, yeah okay. it is safe. Yeah. And and so they, they feel that that will be running till 2036 or 2040. So they sat down and they're putting a strategy together for an upgrade to the Large Hadron Collider, which will be 100 kilometres in size, which totally eclipses the Large Hadron Collider. Um, because it, uh, they reckon uh, in the next couple of years there will be a bid to um, for this one to be a global one. So rather than there being one in America and different and Japan and China, this time they're going to just have one for the whole of the world to use. So this is their bid, but also China are putting in a bid and Japan and the United States. So if this strategy uh, gets selected, then they will be building this one in Geneva. So and can I ask what might be a silly question? But you know me, Neve. 
what is the benefit of it? And when you say we might all be able to use it, what would we use it for? Well, you've got scientists. So you've got different universities all around the world. You even have them here in, mm. in Ireland. And they would focus on a part of physics called particle physics. And that's about studying the very small, you know, trying to figure out how did it all start? You know, everything goes back to this moment where there was this big bang called, you know, it's the big bang theory, exactly mm. what you said at the start. And so people want to know what kickstarted that? How did we all get here? And by smashing particles, um, by smashing particles, what happens is every time they smash particles, they find more smaller particles, which are called subatomic particles and now they're at the point of kind of smashing mo- if they go if they're able to, if they have more powerful colliders they'll be even they'll be able to even see even smaller particles and understand their behavior and the way they move and everything and it just it's data for these particle physics physicists to work away and see can they prove theories that have been proposed um, for god knows how long you know so now, there's different there's different theories so they're trying to model them almost as difficult as the CERN collider is our New Year's resolutions oh. by this stage I think most people have sort of you know How given you up on? Have you uh, I didn't have any did so not? no I didn't actually uh, well did I I, th- I think I said I'd start worrying a bit less. That hasn't really kicked in yet. I was on a very bad flight there over the weekend. It wasn't, just was in my head. So that my worry, that, that didn't, I was okay. like, I'm, I'm going to get on a plane. I'm not going to worry. Hasn't happened yet. Okay, but I'm, I'm still getting on the plane. So that's a start. <laughs> Why you don't like flying? Do I just not? don't. I am always terrified when I get on a plane. It doesn't yeah. matter what kind of plane it is. Just constant fear. And I'm looking around at everybody else, reading their books, having a laugh. And I'm like, why am I the only one who feels something awful how, is about how, to happen? How do you think you'd ever win the lotto? What do you think the chances are of winning the lotto? I always feel I'm going to win the lotto. Oh, okay. Well, that's so, probably why you have a fear of flights. Because you have <laughs> more chance of winning the lotto than you have of being well, in so, a plane crash. So, so there you go. Um, uh, but uh, there's an article in The New Scientist. Yeah. And it has a theory on how to make your New Year's resolution stick. Yeah. So okay. So it's really like what you said, oh, I don't want to be afraid anymore. It's Mm. about getting into specifics. So if you kind of just have a goal and you don't really want to know, you don't really, you can't really break down, break that down into achievable goals or like using this system called the smart system. Have you heard about the smart system? So if you set yourself a goal, be specific. So what exactly is it like? So if you say, I don't want to be afraid anymore, in what way? I want want to to get on a plane and not look like I'm about to cry. Brilliant. Okay, so how are you going to measure that? How are you going to measure? So how does that feel like before? And what what feeling are you looking for afterwards? But how will you know when you've measurably brought your fear down? What Um, will that look like? When I don't feel that absolute terror. And and is it a part of your body? Is it? Yeah, I'd say it's just very fast kind of, you know, shakes and heartbeat. So when you you don't have the shakes and you don't have a heartbeat, then your fear will be over. Yeah. How long a period of time would you like this to have been completed for the duration of the flight for the duration of the flight but, but what are no. you doing to? For, I'm for probably not doing happen. anything actually so, so there, there so are, you're right I'm not making yeah. it happen then am I no so smart breaks it down so, so if you actually get down into the nitty gritty you've a much better chance of achieving your goal Okay. The other thing is, is that uh, some people set themselves a goal that's in the long distant future and mm. they are usually not as um, they're not as successful um, because, again, they're, they're not conceivable. But also you have to make each step fun. So uh, people who go to the gym, if you take up a class that's fun, you have a better chance of sticking with it than doing something on your own and having a support system obviously helps as well. They're all things that are really kind of obvious, mm. but it was an actual um, a, a, the Journal of Consumer Research. Actually, you know, they, they published this and they said like, it takes 65 days to break a habit you know so for me I'm a devil I really want to get up really early in the morning and it's so difficult and I'm already failing at that but I just 
keep trying to reset it and I probably just haven't been specific enough about it so if I write if you write them down if you even. write them down okay. if you make them like for you it's very tangible like what exactly are you doing like you're just basically hoping that one day you'll get on a plane and you won't be afraid you have to you have to be more specific and you have to measure it in some way and have a have a a, a, a task at hand for that to, to break down you know Okay, well, um, I will actually do that. Yeah, I will do that, go, and, and you have a much better chance of success. So, so yeah. that was what the that was what the article was about, and 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 they were saying like ten percent of your of people's resolutions that they start in January will will still be in place by December. Just ten percent of them. God, it's not I know, a lot, I know, is it? It's terrible. Yeah, I know. Right. Well, I'm going to get myself a journal today. Yeah, and journal I'm going to jot it down. I'm going to put there, and as always, we're out of time. But Ugh. sadly, I could talk to you all I day. Know, it's great. Um, but. But good luck with the getting up early as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. You okay. stay focused on okay, that. Okay, girl. I will. Uh, <laughs> Nichelle, thank you so much as always. Okay. Uh, here is he's not with us today, so I thought we'd play Westlife. Yeah. We'll feel like Nikki's here. Yeah. Always miss. We didn't get to discuss conspiracy theories. No, no theories. conspiracy theories. We we'll do that. We we'll do that when he's back. Thank you, Neve. Here's okay. Westlife.